0: I like things to be living. I like the idea that something we're always on the move. And perfume helps you to feel alive. And that's why it's Haute Parfum Vivante. We're here. We, it exists. It's possible. Welcome to Rodeau Drive, the podcast. The show about the visionaries who keep three blocks in Beverly Hills at the forefront of fashion and culture. I'm Cathy Gohari with the Rodeau Drive Committee.
1: I'm Lynn Winter, your host for this episode. When you enter Henri Jacques, the haute perfumery on Touradeo Drive, you'll feel like you've been transported back in time to a 19th century wood paneled jewel box apartment or living room. This is the creation of Annalise Cremona. She's the global CEO and the force behind the ultra exclusive French perfumery founded by her father Henri Jacques and her mother Yvette. Henri Jacques began in the 1970s creating bespoke fragrances only for private clients. Then in the 20-teens, the company embarked on a new journey into retail, opening boutiques around the world where you can now buy from a collection of their classic fragrances. The interiors of the boutiques are as refined and sensorial as the perfumes themselves. Annalise led this change, bringing Haute perfumery into the twenty first century while preserving the brand's storied history and tradition. She joins me from Avenue Montaigne in the Paris boutique. Annelise welcome Good morning, Lynn. It's a real pleasure to
0: to have this moment with you and to be connected with Los Angeles.
1: Wonderful to be connected via two great luxury fashion streets so Henri-Jacques was established nearly 50 years ago in 1975 near Grasse in the south of France. And your father began making perfumes in France when he met your mother, Yvette, and it was really a passion project, not a business. How did they meet and discover this shared interest? Actually, they
0: met and got married in 1963. And they do everything together. They find their inspiration in their uh, passion, common passion.
1: And this is also uh, how it started with Henri Jacques. Did they share a sense of smell or were they drawn to different fragrances? Actually, they
0: share a sense of smell for sure. Um, It's mainly uh, a mix because he's more a man of idea. He loves He's a dreamer. Um, He always loved dreaming, imagining things, uh, collections. And when it comes to perfume, he loved uh, creating uh, collections and and perfume. But herself, uh, my mother is more, um, she's more down to earth somehow. And she loved the laboratory. She loves creating. She loves the scents. She loves as well uh, doing things um, with a kind of... um, discipline and and perfection if
1: I can say that so I think the two of them made the best team ever fantastic and the initial fragrances were inspired by your father's travels was there anywhere particular that he had traveled to and 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 what do you think he was hoping to capture in the fragrances
0: Actually, he, I always saw my father traveling. I think I grew up this way. And uh, my sisters and myself, we used to love when he would come back from his trips. And he always had amazing stories to tell us. And of course, he was a a big lover of United States, Uh, like we'll never forget how how much he loved coming back for California, but also New York, but also Asia, Japan, um, Middle East also. So I think it's, he really managed to capture the, the essences of the different cultures. He's always been very curious. So very excited to understand the different way of living, the different tastes and Actually, this is all about perfume because perfume is really um, something that um, requests a lot of sense of cultures as well. Because, you know, we, we have components coming from all over the world. So you need to understand the country, the culture,
1: the nature. And you joined the Maison in 2010. So what were you doing before and had you been involved in what your father was already building before you joined the company? Yes, yes. Um, I was involved
0: much before because, you know, when the company really started to, to grow, let's say I was 19 and at that time, I must say, even interrupted my studies to follow my father and then for really personal reasons, I I moved from south of France to Paris, and this is where I started a new life, far from the company, not far from the family. And um, at that time, you know, I had a family quite early. And uh, in the meantime, I started working for uh, uh, international groups, perfume groups. So um, I have, let's say, both experience uh, today because I spent quite a lot of time you know, in the two um, different fields, let's say. And um, in 2010, and 10, as you said, 11, exactly, uh, I came back. I came back because it was time to come back, but mainly because there was an emergency. The company was going to close. And uh, at that time, the idea of seeing, you know, all this work and, and my parents' life just stopped like that was just impossible and this is what really drove me um, gave me this uh, conviction that I had to be there at that time to first to help but in fact I never left and of course they're very happy to he's very happy to, to see his name in the Avenue Montaigne <laughs> I think and so the family um, happy, you know, happy and um, complete somehow, you know, to see things going on and and I guess it's um, immense uh, joy to 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 feel that all oh, what you you did, uh, you know, uh, in your life doesn't have an end, uh, continues somehow. Absolutely, so that's, absolutely, uh, a real reward, yes.
1: jacques is founded on the tradition of haute parfumery. What does that actually mean? What, Because you you said you'd worked in these larger perfume organizations as well. Can you sort of describe the difference between haute parfumery and everything else that's happening in the industry?
0: Thank you for this question, because it's something very important. Why haute, haute parfumery? I used to, to describe our work. The, the easiest way I found was to speak about the haute couture. And in fact, when I digged into the haute couture origin and signification, I I really found a lot of link between the way we work the perfume and the haute couture. Uh, some of them, for example, are the fact that we produce everything in-house, for example, that we do a lot of things by hand, that we um, keep using a certain know-how that doesn't really exist commonly today. And also uh, another thing that captured my attention was the history on one side and the future, because most of the couture brand, not all of them, have the ability to turn the, the history, the past, into something extremely innovating. You know, they create this bridge between on one side, tradition, on the other side, innovation. So uh, this is how it started. And, and you know, the label Haute Couture is a French label. I should have started with that. A French label. And it only exists today, um, if I'm not wrong, uh, for the fashion, the Haute Couture, the jewelry, but nothing exist for the perfume. And I really found that that were the best way to define simply our work as a French company.
1: You also describe the perfumes as vivant, living or alive. And I know you talk a lot about the idea of living spaces and how to experience the fragrances. Can you speak a little bit about that idea of vivant and what that means to you?
0: Once again, thank you, because it's our signature is Haute Parfumerie Vivante. First, we, I use the Haute Parfumerie Française, and, and finally one day we understood that Vivante was the right word to um, summarize Henri-Jacques. Why? For so many reasons, to tell you the truth. First of all, because I like things to be living. I like the idea that something we're always on the move Um, I like the idea that uh, to say that um, uh, the Haute Parfumerie is still existing as well. It's not dead because you have Haute Jewelry, Haute Couture. But what about the perfume? So saying Vivante, it means that it's still life, but also it's a reference to uh, the components as well because we work with natural components, mainly natural components, which evolves on the skin, which are different from one season to another so it's living material uh, also and of course um, it's a reference to the our boutiques because it's a place where we like to feel alive you know Uh, feeling alive to my point of view is um, having all your emotions out you feel that you're alive and perfume helps you to feel alive and that's why it's
1: Haute Parfumerie Vivante. We're here. We It exists. It's possible. And the quality of Henri Jacques perfumes really depend on the skills of the nose. And there was a very revered nose, Joseph Sassi, who was from the French School of Haute Parfumery. And he was an integral partner with your parents. Can you tell us a little bit about him and how your parents discovered him initially? Yes, absolutely.
0: It's um, what I like most of all about this story is the friendship behind, and I think it can be very inspiring to a lot of people to know that things can start with with friendship, and this is what happened. It's it's an encounter between, on one side, my father uh, and Joseph Sassi, who was what we call a nose. When we speak about the French school of haute parfumerie, it's the old way of doing the perfume, let's say. Um, it's something that he inherited from several generations. I think he was, if I'm not right, the fifth generation. So all he knew was about experience and a shared know how from his parents, grandparents, etc. He met my father, and at that time, um sometimes I, I when i speak about him i speak about uh, unhappy nose he was i remember him because i was a kid and he was uh, he couldn't really find his place in this new industry that was moving so quickly and that was also losing what he believed was key things in, in the the process of perfumery so he couldn't really find his place it happens you know often and then he found in, in my father um this passion and 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 the dream size uh side of my father really um did the job because my 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 father loved this idea and and he really uh, they became close friends and decided to do something together so What is beautiful between even not only the duo, but also my mother was involved, is that together they've been able to go even further because my parents had this sense of beauty, of excellency that pushed the level even higher. And they built together a laboratory that um, is really a treasure. There we have... All what we need in the best condition to do our work in the best, um, how can I say, environment. So it's just fabulous. It's fabulous. To build this laboratory with more than 1,200 components, and as I always say behind each one, there's a family, there's a reason, there's a choice, there's a decision. And um, on top of that, you have all the, the the know-how that has been shared as well, and completed. So it's it's a real treasure. And it all started with you know this beautiful friendship.
1: And today you don't have a, a nose or a star nose, right? Or is it you? Who 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 is the nose? And that's a good question. Uh, we don't have a star nose.
0: Um, I just thought a lot about that when I uh, came back to the company. Uh, first of all, for one reason, uh, it's a question of respect also, uh, because um the patrimony that we have is so rich that I wouldn't like to forget it. you know I would l- I love to use it. And to enhance it. So having a star nose um, most of the time is more a marketing thing, most of the time, uh, because it's, it gives um, the possibility to express uh, something. But in our case, um, we have a committee uh, composed of myself, of course, um, and um, a group of persons that um, are in the laboratory, work in the laboratory sometime for more than 20 years. And the idea is always to move forward, but to never forget the signature, the style, the what we learned, you know, from this previous ex- experience. So it's not the easiest way, you know, for us, it would be much easier to start everything from scratch. Uh, Sometimes when it comes to creation of perfume, because we have very complex, um, everything is complicated, uh, I must say, uh, with Henri Jacques, but uh, so we don't take the, the easiest way. But this committee is the guarantee to preserve what we believe is, uh, is key.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm curious, in your opinion, do you think you can really truly develop a nose or do you think it's a sort of genetic predisposition, a bit like a super taster?
0: Well, two things, you know, first, it's a talent for sure that we don't all have, you know, that's for sure. Some have this ability or this passion for senses. Others don't, but at the same time, it requests a lot of work, uh, and I can speak about that because my youngest son, uh, Antonin, is actually uh, studying uh, perfume, and uh, when I see him smelling 600 different, you know, components, or um, it's it's impressive, and it really it needs it deserves a talent uh for sure, but also a lot of work and a passion for that. Mm-hmm. So it's dedication. It's it's a it's a full dedication to my point of view.
1: I mean it's fascinating because I know that there are, you know, some people that cannot genetically smell vanilla, for example. But I wonder if there are other essences or elements that people can't smell. And you wouldn't necessarily know that because some of them are so rare that you would never think to to test. It's also a question
0: of memory, memorizing, smelling, and memorizing. First, first, you know, we don't all have the same sense of smell. That's for sure, and I can see it every day. You know, when we're around the table, you can you can see very quickly um, those who have this facility. Some have a huge facility, but at the same time, it's um, it requires a great memory because you have to remember everything. You know, you have to remember a sense. It's not easy. And when you have 1,000, it's even more difficult.
1: And when you started at the company in 2011, you mentioned it was not in good shape. And obviously there was a shift taking place in the perfume industry with a sort of move into the mass market and there was obviously a very delicate transformation that needed to happen in terms of preserving the history and the tradition of the company, but also making it more accessible. Could you tell our listeners a little bit about the challenges you faced, and really what motivated you to move forward? Yes, oh, well, very
0: <laughs> great challenges for sure great challenges because you know when i started um we had this bespoke background okay Henri jacques was a small company doing only private perfume bespoke perfumes and at the same time i was convinced that we needed definitely in this industry something definitely more high-end in the sense artisanal with a big a noble um because this industry um is so big to a point that there's no space for something else. And um, I was very frustrated to see that we had high-end items, we had great products in so many fields. If you take the wine, the cuisine, the leather, the haute horlogerie, etc., we reach amazing levels. And when when it comes to perfume, we didn't have much more choice than just Buying a perfume on a shelf, um jumping in your plane or in big um uh, shops where you only have shelves and people aggressing you with praise. This is how I felt at that time. Uh so I definitely thought that we had to, to write a new page, and um and I was convinced that I was right. <laughs> And this is what I did. So we started discussing with Harris, actually, uh, that came to us. They want definitely to have Henri Jacques. And I must say that it's been a big turn because um, the team understood really uh, my concern. And together, we moved forward and we decided, I mean, they decided, of course, to open a floor for what we call today the Eau de Parfumerie. It was in 2014, but in our case... Um, what what was amazing is that we arrived with a full project a concept with a boutique with a collection completely dedicated to our art let's say so uh, but once again today it seems maybe
1: normal but um, 10 years ago it was not the case you know for a for a French house a maison with with such a great tradition it was it a strange decision to open first in London rather than in Paris or elsewhere in France?
0: No, no, for two reasons. First, because, you know, when you're in in such a situation, you just have to go where things move faster. And London was extremely dynamic at that time. And the other thing is I really wanted to arrive in Paris uh, the right way. And I'm really happy because we we waited and we have this amazing boutique in Avenue Montaigne. Um, And I'm so happy today that I I waited
1: for that. So no regrets at all. Great. And whilst your parents worked very closely together, you work very closely with your creative partner, family friend, designer, artistic director, Christophe Tolmer, right? How do you work together and 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 what has Christophe's role been in the evolution of the brand? Well
0: Christophe is um, yes the artistic director but also the the architect of our our boutiques and um, he's extremely present it's um it's really magical, let's say that. It's magical. Um actually we were a close friend for years and, and um and we met again. Um, when was it just before Harris? And and this is probably the best thing that happened to me to to meet again, Christophe, and to to work together. I have so much respect for his work, but he also respects so much my vision. So the two of us is something very special. Mm-hmm. I just send a message he catches it and then it starts and and it's just unbelievable what we've been able to achieve together and moreover uh, I wish a lot of people could live such a a beautiful relationship made of um, excitement uh, happiness uh, joyfulness and um, and and also creativity of course yeah
1: I mean in in the boutique certainly the In the Touradeo Drive boutique, there are these sort of hidden cabinets and secret drawers. And when you go in and there's this beautiful feeling of wood paneling and very beautiful lighting, you don't immediately see everything. And then more and more things are revealed. It's a very interesting process. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yes. Once again,
0: thank you, because you you got it. It's um, imagine it's the opposite of. A marketed brand, you know, in, in in our industry, everything is visible, everything is expected, and here we do, we do the opposite. We have mystery, we have the cabinet, the curiosité, with some amazing pieces that can arrive in a boutique. It brings the the friends and clients that come to this boutique. Uh, it brings them in in a completely different world, and they travel, and it helps people to be happy. Uh, to feel once again their emotions, so we we're really happy about this idea, this concept. Once again, it's so different. And uh, but the question is, it's perhaps also the future of retail, you know, um, to really enter, open a door, and enter in a completely new world where you are transported by a universe you know and this is what we, we like what excites us and Christophe as well is of course perfume as a first you know level but also um, all what is around you know uh, uh, all what is around perfume and um, I often take the example of Baudelaire which is a French writer a very famous French writer in in um, his Flower of, Flowers of Evil it's a um, uh les fleurs du mal it's 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 a very famous book where he spoke a lot about perfume and he plays with this synesthesia um when he say perfume colors and sounds echo one another and this is where perfume brings you. It's not only about a scent it's about memory emotions and and once again, all our boutique, the hidden cabinets all that wakes up your senses and and makes you feel alive so that's what what i like actually
1: you have 10 boutiques around the world and they're in asia the middle east and europe and the us and i know you recently opened in tokyo so all very different cultures But what I'm curious about is, do you think that people choose fragrances because of their culture or do you think they experience other cultures through their choice of of perfumes?
0: That's very also interesting because at first you could think that each culture has specific tastes. But when it comes to perfume and in that case nature, humans are humans. And uh, in fact, they have a lot of uh, common points. Of course, there's points of differences, but then more and more they're not so obvious. Uh, They're not so visible. What is common to all of our clients from all over the world is the sense of beauty, the quality, they're very sensitive to uh, wearing something that really enhances them. And after, after, of course, there's some differences but they're not always about culture let's see the japanese for example because we were in japan recently it's such a delicate culture and they have a fascination for details so you have to they have to understand everything everything to really understand what they do but at the same time they have this sensibility to uh, details as i said but also beauty and when they understand the product they'll just love it because it's they, they understand what's inside, they understand the beauty of the earth, the creativity, all that. And when you go to US, for example, I think there's few people in the world that are more passionate than Americans about perfume. It's just incredible. You know, we were present in the 80s, 90s more, and then for a while, not anymore. And we still have Client that writes us every day, you know, some that ask us the grandparents, grandmothers, perfume, etc. Some that really want to 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 know our new um, collections, and they have this real passion for for perfume. But same thing in Middle East, same thing in Russia, Uh, Paris, French people um, love great perfumery, so it's a little bit universal, and of course some. Due to the climate, due to the culture can request for lighter, heavier, more woody, more spicy. There's a bit of differences, but at the same time when we have we see our collection, maybe the fifty classics, which are the iconic collection, in fact, they all have their success. There's not that many difference between one country
1: or another. So the brand is known for its traditional handmade unisex perfumes. So I'm curious, what makes a perfume not gender specific, in your opinion?
0: It's not at all about, you know, um, a, a tendency that we have today. It's simply because um, I remember, let's say, one of our great clients used to say that gender in perfume has been invented for marketing reasons. That's it. Because, in fact, flowers, if you really think about that, and even not only flowers, wood and all the, the components, are not meant for men or women. It's universal. Um, this summer, for example, I was in Italy. I go. I spent my summer in Italy. And my one of my sons wore a perfume called La Nuit, which is really made of, of flowers. You know, it's... Uh, uh, an amazing flowery perfume made of white flowers uh, uh, orange blossom etc so imagine in italy in the summer in the evening when he would go, to, go out and use this perfume everybody was crazy in love with this per- the perfume he would wear and who could imagine that this perfume would suit a young young man you know young boy and in fact this is an answer to your question why why not why not um it's it's just a question of sensitivity and and this opens another door about um the uh, the art of living the modernity today which is uh, to really not only listen to your me- emotion but also perhaps change depending uh, change your clothes but also your perfume depending on the weather on your mood etc so once again it's too reductive to say this one is for men and this one is for lady.
1: You have introduced this beautiful modern object, le Click-Clack, which I think is. Really designed for men, is that correct?
0: The concept of click lack has not been designed only for men. However, of course, when you see the material, the choice of materials such as the carbon, titanium, etc., on the, this first collection, uh, of course, it, it attracts uh, men very much. Let's say, the idea behind the click is mainly uh, the idea of first traveling in style. The the problem today is, you know, I mentioned just before the art of living, the collection side, the fact that we, when we travel, we like to have different type of um, style. You can go for jogging, but you know, more than ever in LA, and in the evening you need to dress up. Um, perfume should follow that, and most of our clients understand the the the, the beauty of having a collection of perfumes and change. So imagine the problem to travel with our beautiful bottles uh, when you go for a weekend or when we go for a short trip. So we had some client that would come with a whole suitcase of perfume. This is how it started. We imagined that it would be great and uh, to create uh, an accessory that could um, be um, easy to travel with and also that could give a sense of allure, style, accessory, because, you know, we miss accessories and men
1: miss, miss accessories. And just so our listeners understand, it's a solid perfume, correct? It's a solid perfume. Uh, this is what is also
0: nice uh, with Klik Laksic. When you touch this solid perfume, it's very sensual. And what is interesting is you can just chain the capsule very easily. And in a few words, you can travel with a little box containing 10 of your perfume. Uh, I haven't, I don't know the weight, but it's probably less than 300 grams. It's an incredible accessory. Uh, I just love it. Uh, Today, I cannot, I couldn't live without it, to tell you the truth. Yes.
1: And in bringing the house into the 21st century, you've also added other ways of using perfume. You have these essence, which are the drops through beautiful crystal rods. And then you have the broom, the mists. And I believe that you invested in some very interesting technology to create the perfect spray or a specific spray. What is really interesting in the modernity and the
0: technology side, not only in the spirit of the collections, because as you mentioned, you know, we have different variations, which means that uh, sometime we we will use, you know, the essences, the idea of skin perfume, a few drops, but also the the mist, Les Brumes, which have um, as well highly technological concept, but also uh, the the solid perfume that I mentioned. Those are the three variations of perfume that we propose and each of the presentations are highly technologic.
1: Your uncle happens to be Richard Mill of the Swiss watchmaking brand, also located on 2 Drive. And I understand he acted as a broker of a first collaboration between Henri-Jacques and Rafael Nadal and his wife Maria Parello, is that correct? Yes, absolutely. And could you tell us a little bit about that interesting collaboration?
0: Yes, first of all, a few words about my very dear uncle Richard, Um, he's my uncle, he's a mentor but he's also one of my best friends, he's absolutely amazing and of course uh, Richard has many friends and everybody knows the relation, close relation Richard has with Rafael Nadal Um, and he just spoke about the Henri-Jacques, that was very easy, he spoke about it, Rafael was so excited, he wanted to have a bespoke uh, for him, uh, because he loves perfume, and Maria, his wife as well, and it started like that, but what is interesting in that, it's, um, uh, I absolutely didn't want to have a kind of um, factice, or not sincere collaboration, we first became friends we started working on on the on the bespoke that was very important to me to go through the whole process and when we found their perfume because actually rafa has two because he he loved two so i said let's go for two at that time um when when he was he he was happy with his perfume and maria as well we decided together that we could share the perfume the bespoke perfume to more public so in fact his collection is is their collection is a bespoke perfume shared with the public and this is so beautiful because it's a way for them to share a bit of their intimacy but uh, in a very beautiful way uh, Maria is an incredible woman um, really fascinated by her as well Uh, by her life and um, it's 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 been a wonderful journey to create those perfume with them and thanks to Richard of
1: course. Fantastic and you have said or I have read that you create a wardrobe of scents for yourself and I wondered if you could tell a little bit about what that means and how you create the the wardrobe.
0: Okay this is a very um, let's say personal thing i'm going to try to explain you how i live Uh, first you know i've been surrounded by perfume and my mother was extremely inspiring to me uh, because she i remember whenever we would go out all together um, of course she was really dressed up but um, she always had this and my father too but amazing perfumes and and we always had the surprise to, to to discover what she was wearing and at the same time, she was also changing her house, you know, um, in winter and summer because we have seasons, you know, in, in France and and uh, our winter houses are different sometimes, at least in my family, than our summer atmosphere. So we she would also change the perfume and that inspired me a lot. Um, I knew we were entering in the winter with a change of perfume, for example, and summer, same thing. Um, just to to tell you that when it came to 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 me, it was really natural for me to have a wardrobe of sand, um, because in fact, you know, I I I live in Paris, so I'm Parisian, kind of sophisticated Parisian woman um so I love like art um going out uh, dress up etc but at the same time I was raised in Mediterranean countries south of France etc and now in Italy and I just love changing completely in summer and walk without shoes you know what I mean and feel the nature etc in summer so my my perfume automatically follows me and um and I have a collection, a wardrobe, but this is something very natural. I compose it um, very naturally. Of course, I have my own bespoke, and I use also a lot of our classics. I really love a lot of them. And also, as I mentioned, we have three variations. I like some of them in, um, in solids, some of them in essences or in room. So I play with all that and um and we have actually introduced this concept in our boutique that a lot of clients follow because it's it's to my point of view really the modernity and um and I love living like that and I'm not the only
1: one around me you know and if i want to have a bespoke fragrance made how do i go about that and is that what you call the self-portrait experience i'm curious how long it takes and what is the process of having a bespoke fragrance made yes as i you know
0: mentioned as you know as i mentioned before we were a bespoke company we we did only bespoke for decades so um It's something very unusual. So we're very comfortable with the self-portrait experience, let's say. Um, We did that very naturally, like once again, an haute couture house. You know, the the designer can create one dress for one person very easily because they have in in their hand all the experience and the know-how. The difficulty for us was to translate that in a retail environment in our boutiques. And I must say that it took several years to really reach the experience we really wanted and in fact the idea is how can we work together from la for example how can the lab ourselves can work with you know a client that we sometimes don't know and reach its uh, dream perfume or expectation so for that we have designed a whole journey with different consultation And I must say um, that I believe it's really the future. There's nothing more beautiful to have its own perfume, bespoke perfume, to go through this journey as well. As we mentioned, it's a real introspection as well. And we have um, tools, we have trainings, um, specific uh, um, team members that are dedicated to that and um, we're i'm happy to say that we're quite successful because most of the time um, we really manage to catch exactly the dream of our clients with that because of once again our experience yes and how how long does the process take minimum five to six months but sometimes it can be longer because it depends on the uh, how do you say the answer on the other side let's say we send first a few samples after of course a long long consultation discussions and uh, and also uh, work in um, in the lab and um, and then from that sometimes we at the first time we reach the expectation of our clients but sometimes it takes a bit longer and sometimes they also travel so all that together but let's say a minimum could be five months and i must say that recently last month we did the bespoke in three months so it can also happen but it's uh, once again the laboratory is designed for that we have a team dedicated and and we have we're very uh, comfortable in this process
1: and can you say how much it might cost to develop a bespoke fragrance
0: yeah we we well, I can speak about the euro I'm sorry I have the euro prices and <laughs> um, it's it's I think around ninety thousand something like that but uh, this is what it takes to to really develop something the use of best component then after you receive a box of course with your your perfumes, but most of all the possibility to endlessly order your perfume and what I like most it's uh, it will be kept in our books forever this is how as you know we have some grandchildren that ask today and mainly in US the perfume of their grandmother there's nothing more beautiful you know beautiful. to transmit, don't you think yeah and you know sometimes all what you remember is that And you never forget, you know, a a perfume when it's really the identity
1: of someone that you love. Thank you so much, Annalise. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you. Annalise Cremona is global CEO of French perfumery Henri Jacques, located at Touradeo Drive in Beverly Hills. Today, she is redefining the meaning of wearing a scent.
0: Rodeo Drive, the podcast, is presented by the Rodeo Drive Committee with the support of the Heyman family. To Rodeo Drive, Beverly Wilshire, the Four Seasons Hotel, and the Beverly Hills Conference and Visitors Bureau. This episode was hosted by Lynn Winter. I'm Kathy Gohari
1: with the Rodeo Drive Committee. Join us on Instagram at Rodeo Drive.